Welcome to the Health Pulse podcast. I'm Dr. Connor Delaney, CEO and President of Cleveland Clinic Florida. My special guest for today is Dr. Jonathan Schaefer. He's an orthopedic surgeon at Cleveland Clinic main campus and is the program director for the Global Medicist program, or GMAP. GMAP aims to remove barriers for global travelers seeking medical care abroad by providing access to world-class care through its telemedicine program. Jonathan is here today to speak to us a little more about this program. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for including us, Dr. Delaney. Jonathan, to start, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? Oh, absolutely. I'd be delighted to. I'm an orthopedic surgeon, uh, primarily focusing my practice on knee arthroplasty or knee replacement. And I've been involved in medical informatics, telemedicine for over 30 years. And at the clinic, we continue to innovate and provide new types of programs to basically remove the barriers to care and remove the barriers to access to care. So at the Cleveland Clinic, the Global Medicist program uh, morphed out of one of our other programs to provide assistance to travelers because health security is often something people don't worry about. They worry about physical security when traveling, but health security is actually a very big issue. Well, that sounds fascinating and innovating and providing access is always a good thing. So the Global Medicist program aims to fill the gaps in medical care that travelers face when abroad. Maybe you could give us an overview of what GMAP actually is and how it seeks to achieve the goal. I'd be delighted to. You know, GMAP, uh, and it really is a global medical assist program, hence the name. What we do is we engage folks before they travel. So they become members of the program. And when they sign up, we get a little information about them. Now, the nice thing is our team uses the integrated Cleveland Clinic electronic medical record system. So we often have that information in the system, but if they're new to the clinic or new to the system, well, we can simply get that information and input it. Obviously, we need to know if they've had a past medical or surgical history, what medications they're on, and then what are their allergies. Those are really the basic bits of information because then we're prepared to help them. Do they have any concerns when they're gonna travel? Now, based on that conversation, we also find out you know, where are the places that they travel most frequently, because this is a year long membership in the program. And then our physicians who are having this discussion with them and inputting the data will then prescribe a travel medical kit. Now the travel medical kit is really think of it as a mini pharmacy. It's the stuff that you need when you travel. And it's really quite compact and has about 40 prescription meds in there. It's the most common things you would need when you travel. Now, what most people don't realize that there is some heightened awareness with carrying unmarked medications or you know, not having the label on the bottle and all of these medications are prescribed. So they're properly labeled. So when you go through customs, it would be rare that you'd be given a hard time. And actually there's also an introductory card that's in there, a little hard to see on the video, but that way, if you have a customs officer who's, exam officer who's examining it, well, then they would have a better idea what it is. And those meds are actually listed in your electronic medical record at the Cleveland Clinic. Now, because you've got that, when there's an issue and you're traveling, it's very simple. You contact the medical operations center, you're speaking to a physician, typically within 30 to 60 seconds. So the analyst will answer the phone, and that physician is going to find out what's needed. Now, our physicians are rather unique. 
most of them, over 90%, have a military legacy. They were what's known as an 18 alpha. They were special operations physicians and emergency room docs. So they were on the front lines. A little bit of a different austere environment that what many of us are commonly thinking of. So they have a very good idea what needs to be done to help mitigate an issue. So really contacting them early when you have a problem becomes you know, really beneficial for you. So before it gets too far down the road, you contact the MedOp Center. Now, obviously, if you're having, you know, you had a major road accident or you're bleeding, you know, you're going to call 911 or the local version of it to try and get some help and get to a hospital first. That's kind of common sense. But our physician will then help mitigate the issue. And it could be some GI upset. It could be a number of things, could be joint pain, whatever it may be. Now, they will help direct you and say, well, you know, take out of your travel medical kit and go into this pouch or that pouch and make some suggestions. If it's something they think you need to go to an emergency room for, we'll be able to advise you which emergency room and then work with the physicians and really help to mitigate the communications between you, them, and then our physicians covering the op center. If it's something that you end up getting admitted for, well, we can help get you medevaced out. And there's an indemnified program affiliated with this program and part of the GMAP membership where we would be able to get you out. And that would be, uh, you know, really no additional cost in terms of the membership. And we've done that many times when that's really necessary. Now, along the way, the emergency room physician, uh, emergency medicine physician at the op center may in fact need a consult from a Cleveland Clinic specialist or subspecialist. And so it's very simple. We make that happen as part of the program and we'll get that physician to opine. And the example I always give is somebody's going to La Paz, which is you know over 10,000 feet in terms of the altitude and elevation. And a lot of folks have trouble with that initially when they get there. And if they have any cardiac history, well, then it's best to get a cardiologist on the line with the emergency medicine doc and make that consultation happen and make our recommendations. So that's a quick summary of the program. Well, that's a really thorough summary of the program. It sounds very structured. And it sounds like you have a really experienced team and, and that kit sounds superb. So maybe just thinking about the user experience then. So how does the patient actually contact you if, if they're traveling? So obviously they've put in the pre-information, they're in the Cleveland Clinic electronic medical record, but I'm traveling, I'm in a country I don't know very well. How, how do I get to you? Well, on the information card in your kit, which we recommend you also put into your uh, contacts on your uh, phone, uh, you will have the number to call for the medical operations center. And one call will make it make, get the connection. Uh, sometimes if you can't call, you could text, you could email, uh, we, we would say carrier pigeon as well, but that might take too long. Uh, but really we have multiple modes of communicating, uh, some corporate, uh, membership programs, they use, you know, some other communication methods. Um, they might have corporate security issues. So we basically can adhere to those as well. So it's whatever's needed, but for the general consumer, uh, who's traveling, phone, text, email, usually fits the bill pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that variety of options is very helpful in today's world. People are yes. people will have the different thing that works for them. So I'm fascinated by the travel medical kit. Maybe you tell us a little bit more about the types of medications and items that, that are actually in the kit. Well, simple things is, you know, acetaminophen is a white tablet that 
not every country, not every customs officer is going to know, you know, what the, the number is that's stamped on the pill, even acetaminophen and including it in the pouch uh, with a prescription label on it becomes important rather than just having a bunch of loose tablets. Uh, same thing for aspirin. Uh, you might need uh, something to calm your stomach. So uh, benzinate uh, is in here, bismuth. Uh, some microbial antimicrobials, some antibiotics, uh, amoxicillin, um, azithromycin, erythromycin. Uh, there's an inhaler, uh, which is common, especially if you're going to certain countries where pollution is very bad. So it really runs the whole gamut. There's also a couple of first aid items in there, uh, antifungal cream, triple antibiotic ointment, uh, things that you might need if you get you know, a cut, a wound, um, and be able to treat yourself. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is you go to a pharmacy and it's not like you're in the States and you're going into a pharmacy where everything's pretty regulated and vetted very heavily. There are some countries where counterfeit meds are a huge problem. And certainly one of our own Cleveland Clinic docs have, has talked about that. Um, we like to think that you're gonna have meds that are vetted with you so you don't have to worry about that. And we also wanna make sure that if you do need to get something that may not be in the travel medical kit and you don't have, which pharmacy are you going to? And try and ensure that you get the right med that's you know of a high level of purity. That's super. And it sounds very comprehensive, the, the number of things in the kit and the pharmacy problems are real, absolutely, when you travel. Now, you also have an incredible team, right? The team is the key to everything we do, honestly. But so the team you have behind GMAP who work behind the scenes to ensure that this happens seamlessly and effortly for the user, that's based, you mentioned the military experience they have, but what kind of training do they get so they can, you know, manage to manage to deal with quite a variety, I'm sure, of situations that come up medically for travelers. Well, these are all uh, folks who are active clinically. Uh, when they're manning the operations center, this is their only clinical duty for the day. So it's like doing a shift in their emergency medicine careers. Um, and, you know, our specialists and subspecialists, uh, this is, you know, what they're adding on to their day. It's when they're on call, typically, is when they're getting these calls. And so it's just like any other call we get. Um, we have uh, doc, emergency medicine docs who have extensive experience. You know, they see travelers all the time and uh, they often have, you know, decades of experience in doing this. So uh, we provide continuing medical education. We talk about various uh, cases, do case reviews as well. And they are really uh, quite knowledgeable uh, and still running scenarios and training. Uh, you know, having the call come in that, uh, might be a bit more challenging, but it's a test call and try and work with the docs and say, okay, what could we do better? We, so we have, obviously the calls are recorded. We're able to go back and really use them as teaching cases as well. Uh, and always coming up with better ideas. We review the travel medical kit contents every year. Uh, our analysts become experts in certain geographies. And so they know what, you know, what resources are available Sometimes if families are taking kind of that epic trip and going somewhere, uh, they'll let us know in advance. We can even provide them with some pre-planning if needed. Uh, it depends on, you know, if there's any health needs for the individuals. Uh, we've had things that are as simple as people going on vacation and taking a misstep and tearing their quadriceps. 
to uh, one case that's uh, actually been discussed out in the public domain, but it's rather unique, uh, a patient who was gored by an Elon. And uh, if you're like me, the first thing you do is you go, well, what's an Elon? And it's a large antelope. Uh, we've had people that have had cardiac issues, uh, pulmonary emboli, uh, deep vein thrombosis, um, a GI bleed. Uh, it, it really runs a everything you would see in a typical hospital emergency room. But when you're traveling, you're not home with your own resources. So you know you want to know what do I do and where do I go. That's super. And what I really wanted to bring out was the depth of experience of the medical team. So these are all really well-trained people who are getting an extra understanding of the travel side of things. But that that's critical that it's built on such an experienced team. Now, the other incredible thing is the response time. So you're talking about responses in 30 seconds um, for a, to get directly to an emergency medicine physician yes. and, and 15 minutes for a specialist. So how do you achieve that? Um, it's really just the ethos and the culture of what we do every day. And we just built upon that. Uh, we take it very seriously. You know, at the Cleveland Clinic, when our specialists are on call, when our docs are on call, the expectation is that they answer the call within 15 minutes. And they do. Now, there are times where they may be heading to the operating room as a surgeon or may be involved in a complex case and say they need a few more minutes or to call their backup or, you know, the, another recommendation. And that's happened as well because people are busy but we get that connectivity very quickly. And we have what's called pace planning, uh, primary, alternate, contingency, and emergency. So that you know, if somebody's tied up, who's next up? And what do we do to connect with that person? And it's really the culture of the clinic, the culture of the military physicians, this is what they do. Uh, and it's just routine for us. So we've been able to capitalize on that obviously and provide a tremendous response. Yeah, and a, and a great service. You're right. The culture is the culture is impressive and really important, especially to a project like this. So how does someone actually gain access then to the Global Medical Assist Program? Well, they can go online, and I'm sure at the end of the program, we'll provide uh, the website you know, at Cleveland yeah. Clinic to do it. Uh, they could also give us a call uh, and you know, uh, let us know that they need some help. That's uh, not for the op center, but just to enroll in the program. And that would be 216-527. 5861. And we'll project that at the end as well so that they can make it easier to copy down. Um, our program manager typically starts the process, gets in touch with them, and then we get them in the intake program and it just rolls from there. Sounds... Now, we, we do ask you Sorry. to give us more than a couple of days before you travel. Uh, right now, uh, with supply chain being a challenge in the pharmaceutical world, and frankly, the number of people getting back to travel, it's been really busy, fortunately. So we ask that you give us at least three to six weeks in advance of your travels, uh, because then we can get you enrolled, uh, get you uh, the interview, the sign up, uh, get the travel medical kit out to you uh, in time for your travels. That's perfect. That, that makes sense. Three to six weeks. That allows people get the history in and allows you get the kits to the to the patients. So is there anything else, Jonathan, that you think is important for listeners to know about GMAP before we wrap up? Well, you know, uh, they'll see on the website that we've got a very interesting testimonial. Um, two young ladies were traveling in Hanoi, and uh, one of them left uh, the Bay Area uh, with what she thought was just a scratchy throat. Well, it turned into a strep throat, a strep pharyngitis, and then a peritonsillar abscess. Uh, in Hanoi, they end up going to the emergency room 
and they were having some trouble lancing the abscess. Well, she got septic and was really quite ill. Uh, her traveling partner called her father, who was a doc, uh, and ironically, he was playing golf with one of his good friends uh, because the doc said, uh, you know what, I'm a physician and I don't know what to do to help them because they're in Hanoi. Well, the, the gent he was traveling with had our membership card from GMAP and said, I don't know either, but here's the guys that you call. And he called in. Within 12 hours, we had a resuscitation team in Hanoi, picked her up, took her to Singapore General Hospital. Uh, the emergency physician at Singapore General was actually a Singaporean special operator by history. Uh, we had trained, our guys had trained him. And so, uh, you know, they absolutely did a phenomenal job, number of operations, a number of days in the intensive care unit, and she went home back to her health. And so uh, it kind of showed the power of just putting the whole system in place. And along the way, too, uh, one of our colleagues, uh, Dr. Rob Lorenz from ENT, uh, was able to uh, provide us with his opinion, his recommendations, and that helped to push things along even more. Well, teamwork, excellent setup and, and great connections. Jonathan, thank you for coming on and telling us about GMAP. This really has been a wonderfully informative conversation on the benefits of the whole Global Medical Assist Program. Thank you again for your time. Really appreciate having you on. Thank you very much for including us. We look forward to protecting everybody's health security while they're traveling. To our listeners, to learn more about the Global Medical Assist Program, go to clevelandclinic.org forward slash patients and search for the travel assistance link. Join me next time on our next episode of the Health Pulse podcast and make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you'd never miss our latest episodes. Thank you.